This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Around the League podcast. Got our guy, co-founder here and host of the Jet Up podcast, James. How's it going, man? What is up, Cody and everyone listening? Excited to be here for uh, some of these first episodes on Around the League as we launch this new show and uh, you guys cover all the teams in the NFL um, and bring some of us on to talk specifically about our teams. So fired up to be be doing that and uh, covering more, more of the NFL. Yeah, man, absolutely. Appreciate you hopping on here. Another episode without Rob. We honestly, I'm just taking each episode to kind of like toss him under the bus until he can hop on here. Um, but <laughs> hopefully he'll, he'll be joining us soon. But I appreciate you hopping on here and guest hosting. Uh, we're going to have a good time covering all the teams, specifically the Jets. Uh, check out the Bills podcast uh, that dropped yesterday. Um, you guys go check it out. Check out Andy Mack. But of course, today we're focused on the Jets. We'll be rounding out the AFC East and NFC East throughout this podcast. But James, I mean, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Um, I kind of want to pick your brain on a couple things going into this season. But first, uh, let's get a quick review of, of the 2021 season, because I think at this point, I know you guys have put some great uh, content out on the 2021 season. What happened this offseason? Why don't you just give me uh, your highlights on last season? It was a brand new coaching staff. I got a couple of metrics I, I'll get to in a moment. But I just want to get your thoughts on, hey, first year with Robert uh, Salah or Salah. I'll let you let you run with that with LaFleur, Zach Wilson, everybody. Um, give me your thoughts on just how you thought last year went um, and potentially some adjustments heading into this season. Yeah, so we've we've had a couple episodes covering. We had an end of season wrap up and then a, a post draft um, episode we did on Jet Up. Um, it was kind of a mixed year, right? So you have Zach Wilson coming in as a rookie. Um, expectations from a lot of people were pretty low, but he was a high pick. Um, so you have that kind of dynamic of you want him to look like he's worth the pick you, you took him at, but at the same time, you know, he's still a rookie in the NFL playing the hardest position in sports. So I think that was a big, big deal was kind of like, what, what do we expect from this kid this year? And he obviously had statistically a pretty horrible year, uh, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions, um, really not stats to get you excited about as a fan base. Um, but at the same time, if you look at it in context and actually watch the full season, he improved a ton as the season went on, especially after coming back from a minor injury. So I think that was the big takeaway was rough start. Um, stats were really the, the interception stats came more early on in the season. Then he went the final five games without an interception. So it was really the story of Zach Wilson last year, um, surrounded by a, a pretty young roster. Um, but then you also had Rob Sala coming in as head coach. And um, I, I think he's exactly what this franchise needed. Somebody with like a true leadership philosophy, somebody that understands football uh, at every level and has been part of some winning organizations. So I, I love Rob Sala. You'll, you'll never hear me say he needs to go. I don't think he'll be the problem at any point. I think it's going to be his, his coordinators, uh, whether they are going to live up to the hype and whether Zach ultimately lives up to his uh his pedigree so you know it was kind of a tale of uh of up and downs and and i think the defense had a rough year too and i think they've improved a lot so we'll get into it but 
the outlook is definitely looking up. I think we're probably a year ahead of some of these teams that are still holding on to their, you know, their quarterback. That's clearly not the guy, but they're just kind of holding out for another year, like the Giants or something like that. So um, ultimately, I think we're going in the right direction. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped to see uh, some of the strategy takes. I know we're chatting a little bit before the show, but um, when you've got a season like that uh, from a rookie quarterback, you kind of got to dive into a little bit um, of the data um, on a little more granular level. And a couple of things that stuck out was, um, you know, like, like I mentioned, mentioned earlier, they actually had the second highest pre-snap uh, motion rate in the NFL. Um, I think that's indicative of, play caller looking to get creative and make things easier for his quarterback because LaFleur did some things that I liked and did some things that you were like, oh, like we guess to see some improvement, but he, he was a rookie offensive coordinator as well. Um, Zach Wilson uh, preferred play, play action at approximately, used it at approximately 40% of his throws at BYU, um, but it was uh, below average when they got to the NFL. LaFleur has historically used it. He came from San Francisco as well. We know those offenses are built around play action. They used it. Um, at an above league average rate, whereas last year it dipped. And something that stuck out to me was Zach Wilson just holding on to the ball so much. He improved throughout the season, like you said, but one thing he's really got to improve on um, that I want to see a big uh, step forward on is decisiveness and getting rid of the ball. Held on to the ball for nearly three seconds, which in the NFL is a lifetime. Um, 29th, uh, excuse me, second longest amount of time to throw on each of his uh, uh, passes last year, which honestly decreases the efficiency in play action. So honestly, when I look at that and I see the lower play action rate for uh, LaFleur, I kind of think to myself, well, maybe he actually saw that Zach Wilson was just going to scramble and not throw the ball. And let's just not even go with a high play action rate. Let's go with pre-snap motion and try to see if we can get the ball out of his hands. But Wilson just seemed to want to hold on to it. That's something where I really want to see a big difference this year, because if he's still holding onto the ball for three seconds in year two, I think we got like a serious problem. Like, what are you looking for from like a decisiveness standpoint from him? Do you expect serious strides or do you think it's more so on LaFleur in the offense uh, to make sure they're getting the ball out of his hands a lot quicker? No, I, I think those are great points. Um, Zach, Zach definitely looked like a rookie last year, and that was one of the big reasons was his, his you know, inability to make a decision quickly um, in this league as a quarterback. Uh, you have to be able to do that. So I think, you know, he he had some of those rookie hiccups, things that I think are correctable. You know, when when you have the kind of arm talent he has, you go, okay, like holding the ball in the pocket, that's a correctable thing. That's something you can figure out how to scheme around, get the ball out quickly. So I think he, as the season went on, was set up to do that a little bit more. He was putting a little bit too much on himself early on, trying to make these spectacular plays and throws down the field. And they kind of calmed him down and they were like, look, you just got to make some of these short throws, get the offense going. Don't put it all on your shoulders. And I think a big part of this offseason um, was to to shore up the run game. So I think, you know, we, we brought in some weapons, obviously, Garrett Wilson. But um, bringing in Brees Hall, I think, is going to be huge for Zach as he becomes more of a bell cow back, can take some of the pressure off Zach. Improving the defense is going to take some of the pressure off Zach. Um, and he needs to just recognize, like he said in an interview the other day, I'm just, you know, one of 11 guys doing my job here. I don't need to put this on top of myself like I need to do it all. Um, so I think that was a mature answer. Um, I think he's maturing as he goes. Do I expect him to be an insane quarterback this year? I really don't. Um, but I think as long as he shows some improvement and can play some turnover free football, get the ball to his playmakers quickly. And make accurate throws on the easy throws. I think he struggled with that last year. 
you know, was was missing on really simple throws, throws that he can make in his sleep, but was probably overthinking. So he needs to just think a little bit less. Uh, I did hear LaFleur talking about that today in an interview. Is like, Zach just needs to think less. Um, I think at, mm-hmm. coming into year two, knowing the playbook, um, knowing some of the, the playmakers, knowing your line, um, he won't have to think as much. As a rookie, it's all like, you know, he's trying to drink through a fire hose, right? It's like just too much going on for you to not think. So I think this year he's going to show a little bit more fluidity and like natural playmaking ability. Um, and then, you know, he'll make those special plays here and there, but he needs to make those simple throws. And this team is honestly going to live and die on Zach Wilson. Um, I think they've put the pieces around him, better pieces than Sam Darnold ever had, than any of these quarterbacks in the last 10 years have had. So I really think it's it's on him at this point to show improvement. Um, like I said, not to be a superstar, but to, to improve enough where his playmakers can go and do their thing. So... Why don't you give me about 30 seconds on the infusion of talent you guys got this offseason? Big offseason for you guys. Um, Jet Up was huge around draft time. I, I loved what you guys did. Loved some of those selections. Um, give me some quick hitters on the infusion of talent. And honestly, what are your expectations this season? I think they're going to long-term, um, those are some great picks. But this season, what kind of impact can those guys make? Yeah, I think so. Joe Douglas, the GM, he used the last couple of years to really stockpile a lot of assets and you know, you get to the point where you're like, all right, like draft picks eventually have to turn into players, right? It can't just be all these picks and we never actually go and get anybody. So this was the year it was like, okay, you got your quarterback, you know, you have to show you can win football games as a GM too. So it's year, yeah, year three, I think, or year four technically for Douglas, um, mm-hmm. you know, and he has a terrible record and I'm not like, I'm not putting that on him. He inherited a pretty big mess, but Mess is cleaned up. The cap's in a good place. Has these picks. So he goes and he uses those picks in this draft. We had initially two first-round picks from a Jamal Adams trade. Um, We turned pick one into Sauce Gardner. Um, Finally, a playmaking corner who's going to go and and actually turn the ball over for us in a good way Um, and and be a lockdown uh, corner who can can really take away a guy like a Stefan Diggs, hopefully, uh, in the future. And then you have... um, you know, with that Jamal Adams pick at 10, taking Garrett Wilson, who I was my favorite wide receiver in this draft. I thought he was the most like put together wide receiver, uh, runs crisp routes, has great hands, runs four, three, four, uh, four, three, 40, uh, can high point the football, really get high up in the air. So I, I he was my favorite. Um, I, and he's also just like a really mature, good guy, leader type player. So I'm excited to have him on the, on the team and it'll be him with Elijah Moore, Corey Davis and Braxton Berrios. And that's a solid wide receiver core. Um, you know, so I'm excited for that. Then you go and get a pass rusher. You trade back into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson, who just fell down the board, uh, for no reason at all, really, other than people had some concerns about some personal things and, um, turned out to be nothing. And we got him in late in the, the first. And then, you know, you have, uh, round four we actually tried to trade back into round one again apparently to go and get Brees hall instead he we weren't able to and we took him right at the beginning of the second round who you know Brees is considered the best running back in this draft um so to go and get those types of guys for for zach for the defense it's just going to make a huge difference these are all going to be starters you're going to have sauce starting at corner um garrett wilson's probably going to be starting opposite Corey davis with elijah moore in the slot or uh, Wilson might be in the slot with Elijah Moore out wide. It's it's kind of going to be – they're all kind of very flexible in how they can uh, line up. 
And then you got somebody like Reese Hall who can be a true three down back, but has Michael Carter as his like, you know, Robin Hood to, to Batman. And and I know Bill's up and, and Andy Mack was upset we got Brees Hall because uh, Brees the Beast is, mm. is is going in like round three in fantasy drafts. And I, I don't remember the last time a Jet player was going round three um, or, or earlier. So that's my barometer of whether people think we're getting better or not is are we getting drafted in fantasy football drafts? Um, so <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while, but I think we're finally back. <laughs> yeah, um, I still got some love for Michael Carter, though. Uh, oh, I, love, I love these of Michael fun. Carter. I, I just feel like Michael Carter, he's not meant to be a three down back. He, and no. Brees Hall yeah. might not end up being that either for us because that's not how the offense works, but mm-hmm. he can be. And he has that ability to be like, you know, a serious stat producer. I mean, Michael Carter, I was just looking at his stats. He had 639 rushing yards last year um, in, in a split carry role with like Tevin Coleman and you know, so I, I could definitely see his stats even improving. He's a great pass catcher. Uh, and Brees does everything Michael Carter does, but even better. So it's just going to be, mm-hmm. you know, two really good young running backs that can take a lot of pressure off Zach. So um really excited for those, those acquisitions um, that Joe Douglas made. It's like he finally went and got the guys with the with the picks. He traded the right picks and, and you know, said it was time to, to finally bring in some talent. Yeah, and, and that's what you got to do. Like, you look at some of these uh, teams that built around young quarterbacks. They've just, like, had a massive infusion of talent. Like, you know, Burrow has no shortage of options. There for a while, Mahomes had plenty of options. Josh Allen, um, you know, has plenty of talent around him, too, and they they only added to that this offseason as well. So I think uh, I think that's what you got to do is build around your young quarterback, get, them, get him some serious talent, have him some guys to throw the ball to. Um, I want to get to the schedule and what the season looks like for you guys thus uh, this year. So – um, last year, you guys actually faced the uh, toughest schedule um, when it comes to pass defense, right? So that's going to be indicative of how much Zach Wilson's going to struggle on top of everything else we've already discussed. You add some talent. Um, you guys have very difficult schedule still, but it's at least a little lighter on the pass side. So I do think um, you can look for some steps to progression. I know I, I remember you putting out a tweet even last year uh, or a couple months ago about uh, – uh, hoping for seven to eight wins or even battling for the playoffs and, and people giving you some flack for that. Um, honest, honestly, I think with this schedule, it's it's looking like the sixth toughest schedule right now on paper. That can always change. What are you looking towards this year? I expect some improvements from the offensive side of the ball, but you guys open with Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincy. Uh, you'll also be going to Miami there in game five uh, in, in the fifth week. So, I mean, pretty tough opening. Um you know, to, to kick off the season. So I do expect you guys to be much more competitive, much better. Um, hopefully to see some serious improvements and decisiveness for you guys heading into 2022, but it really is like not even a shot at the jets going to be tough to come by some wins, especially that first half of the season. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the thing that really sucks is, is with a young roster and, and Zach's still young and, you know, a lot of these guys still need to gel. We get one of the toughest schedules yet again. And, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just need a year where it's not as tough to get your guys, you know, used to playing in the league and used to playing together and get them to gel. But then at the same time, that can cause some misconceptions. So, like, you know, when Sam Darnold and Adam Gase went seven and nine, you know, I knew it was not a true seven and nine. I knew we, we probably should have had three wins that year. Um, but, you know, there was this optimism. They kept the guys around and they ended up stinking the year after. So 
one thing we'll know this year is whether the Jets have improved or not. You know, I think we'll get to actually see, you know, with a tough schedule, can they actually live up to, you know, some of this this improved hype? At the same time, do I expect them to win the division? No, I do not. I think the Bills will win the division. The Bills are a scary football team right now. Um, and if, if you're a Jet fan and you think that the Bills are, are <laughs> not difficult to beat, then you're just lying to yourself. Um, we're 0-12 in our division in the last two years. Um, so when we go, oh, Miami, we'll split with them. Oh, the Pats will beat them once. We haven't done it. So until we do it, I'm not going to believe we're going to do it. So I, I really i am going into all these games going, these are important games. We have to show we can split with our divisional rivals. Um, I could definitely see the first eight games being really tough. Um, some people are saying, oh, you know, the negative people are saying, oh, when eight after eight. Um, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think we'll, we'll get a couple in there, maybe two, maybe three. Uh, out of those first mm-hmm. eight, and I think the second half of the year is going to be a lot, a uh, lot easier. Um, unfortunately, that's you know, you want that in the beginning, usually not at the end. So I think um, it's going to be interesting to see if we can sort of stay healthy. I think we've had issues with that, and this will be a year where that's really important. Um, we need a quarterback to play seventeen games, a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. We've had this rotation every year where our quarterback gets hurt, the backup gets hurt. Then it's, you're playing these random guys. Um, we just need guys to stay out there to be evaluated. And um, I do think, like I said, I stand by that the jets could find seven wins this year. They could find eight wins um, if mm-hmm. they really improve from what they were last year. I don't see them really winning more than an eight um, realistically. Um, but as we saw last year, like you can, you can kind of find your way in the hunt or for a wild card spot uh, with this new schedule. So um, if you get eight or nine, so, you know, we'll see how that goes, but you know, we, we found out today Deshaun Watson suspended for that first sort of portion of the season. So the Browns could be a, mm-hmm. a win on our schedule in game two. You know, there's, there's things like that where, you know, teams are going to deal with their own injuries and difficulties and um, the Steelers are, you know, in a different place now than they were. And so we'll see, but you know, anyone that writes off our divisional rivals just as, as games we're going to split is just it's just not a good approach. At this point, we have to prove ourselves. Um, and like I said, Zach Wilson is going to be the reason we win those games or lose those games. Um, I think that the cast around him is good enough to compete in those games and to stay in those games. It's going to be him that takes us over that hump and, and gets us a W. You mentioned injury history. You guys are bottom three, actually, the last three years when it comes to health in the NFL. What's up with that? They need to hire you as a personal trainer. Man, I'm, I don't know what's going on. Um, it, it's really frustrating because <laughs> last year in training camp, we lost Carl Lawson in, in training camp, and he was like yep. the guy we were all hyped about. Um, he's back this year, thankfully. Hope he stays healthy. Um, Makai Becton was out pretty much all last year. Zach Wilson was out for like a four, three or four game stretch. Um, you know, Elijah Moore was out for like a three or four game stretch. Corey Davis was out for a three. So these are, are your playmakers. These are the guys that are going to really win you football games. And when they're not on the field, you don't have a shot. Um, so I think, you know, this is, this is going to be a test again this year, whether we can stay healthy. Um, no, I don't really know what's going on to be honest with you. They've hired different trainers to come in and it doesn't seem like that's the issue. It could just be this streak of, of unluckiness or, um, everyone always blames the turf. They're like, let's just get natural grass in here. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you oh, what yeah. the problem is at this point, but it, it's frustrating. <laughs> As a fan, it's so frustrating to go into to a game knowing you just don't have the talent on the field 
um, but mm-hmm. that you might you might if your guys had been healthy. And every team deals with it, but like you said, we're bottom three there, and that's just been a trend. And you know, at some point, that's got to just shift. Is that a thing? I feel like if they really thought it was the it was the turf, they would switch it out. I mean, they're not like trying to. No, of course. Put bad yeah. players out there, right? I always hear that as well. But I'm like, no, these are billion dollar companies. Like, they're not trying to yeah, not have put new bad grass out there. Or new grass yeah. or whatever. It's not really about that. I, I don't know that that's just an excuse fans are making. And, you know, we're just trying to find a reason. You know, I think there might not be a reason. You know, it could be just the yeah. way it is. And people are getting hurt in freak, freak accidents and things like that. But it, it sucks, man. It sucks to go go into a game without your your best, you know, foot forward, and and you, you know we're already at a disadvantage in terms of talent sometimes. So to go in without even the little talent you have um, is really tough. I mm-hmm. think we put put some more talent on the team this year, so hopefully losing a guy or two here or there for a game or two won't really affect us too badly. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd love to just see Zach play a full season. I'd love to see him have a healthy O line. Um, those are yep. the big things beyond that. I know guys are going to get nicked up and miss games, but you know, you want to see them really stay on the field. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say it's not a fun product when you, we got dudes sitting on the sidelines all the time. And I, I mean, you guys really, this really is the best infusion of talent you've had in a while. Like you said, like with people are looking at it for fantasy purposes, then yeah, you've, you must be doing something right. Um, why don't, why don't you, uh, take us home here? I kind of just want to get your thoughts on the defense, Robert Salah. Um, has that background as a defensive coordinator for uh, some good teams, specifically uh, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, came over. I think, like you said, one of the main things was him coming over as a culture fit more than anything and really like riding the ship just from uh, the top down. Um, but I wasn't impressed with the defense last year. I think a lot of that's talent, to be honest with you. So I don't really read most of the Jets last year. I don't read into a lot of stuff, um, even that. But what were your thoughts on the defensive performance with him coming over? And what are your expectations for this season, especially as guys potentially get healthier? Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. I, for me, Rob Sala, like that guy knows what he's doing on defense. OK, like I'm really not worried about the approach. Um, and then mm-hmm. he's got Jeff Ulbrich as defensive coordinator. You know, I'm not too really upset with them. I I think, for one, at least for me, the head coach is the head coach, right? So Rob Sala, I don't think is the problem. You know, he's he's a great leader. I think that's what we needed. That's what we wanted, Um, and and we got him. Um, So anyway, beyond that, I think he's bringing in players now. They've added a few guys this offseason. Like I said, Jermaine Johnson, Sauce Gardner. They just added Kwan Alexander uh, yesterday. Um, they added, uh, Carl Lawson from the injury report. Like he's back this year. Um, so you, you have some of these guys that are, oh, we had DJ Reed from Seattle and we added, mm-hmm. um, Jordan Whitehead from the bucks at safety. So we've, we've dramatically added, and those guys are all going to start. Yeah. Um, so these are all guys that are starters. They're not just depth. Um, it allows our depth guys to be depth guys, you know, instead of being starters. So I think. You know, we're going to see a big difference this year with Carl on one edge, Jermaine Johnson on the other, moving, you know, allowing Quinn and Williams in the inside and John Franklin Myers to actually not have to be like the sack leaders to just be able to to stuff the run, to, to get in the backfield uh, and put pressure mm-hmm. through the middle and allow those edge guys to actually get to the quarterback. Um, so I think that's going to make a big difference. It's going to take a lot of pressure off the corners. And then even when the pressure's put on the corners, we got DJ Reed from Seattle and we got 
Sauce Gardner, who I think is going to be an absolute star, uh, and our safeties are more improved. So, you know, I really think that it's a different look this year. So I think you finally have enough talent um, to rely on your players to, to go one-on-one or um, to go and, and make a play. Um, we've been a terrible defense in terms of forcing turnovers uh, or getting to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think we've addressed that like super specifically this offseason. So um, I would not be shocked if we were in the top 10 to top 15 in defense this year. Like, and that's uh, not at all. would not be shocked if somehow like you'd be like, wow, the jets are top 10. Like just would mm-hmm. not be shocked because you're looking at really a very different starting group. All right. You heard it here first. Um, no, I, I appreciate the breakdown, man. Honestly, one final question for you. Um, who's your favorite brother? Oh, you gosh. say, you can say, I won't, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. They're not uh, here to argue. I, he's a fraud. He's faking right now. His, his um, audio is fine. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I could pick a favorite brother. Um, but uh, I would you say you don't I like either of them. Right. I'd say Ryan and I argue a lot more about the Jets than Robert <laughs> and I. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan and I go pretty head to head on who we think, uh, you know, what what we the outlook for this season. He's a little more optimistic than I am. I used to be a little bit more like him, um, but you know, <laughs> Robert's always like neutral, so I can't really, I, I you know, he kind of plays Switzerland and and just doesn't doesn't get too too involved. <laughs> that's why that's that's why we, we get along. Um, yeah, I right, mean, well, I appreciate you hopping on and everything. Um, I want everyone to go check him out at Jet Up. Uh, check out their podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Jet Up. You can find them on the website, rustredmedia.com slash Jet Up. Um, and obviously, go go check them out. They've uh, been dropping fresh, fresh content going into this season. If you haven't listened to them already this offseason, uh, some of the best coverage we got, the OG pod. Uh, we love having them. And I appreciate you jumping on here, man, uh, to break down the 2022 season. Absolutely, Cody. Appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, we'll see you see you this season. We'll see what happens. Let's go, baby. Jet up. Let's go. Do All it. gas, no break. <laughs> I love it. Bye, everybody. <laughs>